Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Water is the most important substance on Earth. We simply can't live without it. But for all its ubiquity, it's also astonishingly complicated. Too much water can be just as big a problem as not enough. A new initiative at St. Louis University aims to tackle some of the biggest problems surrounding water. The Water Access, Technology, Environment, and Resources Institute is also known as the Water Institute. That's a great acronym. It launched last month, and it already has some big projects inspired by big ideas on the way. And joining us today to talk about it is Amanda Cox. She is the director of the new Water Institute and also an associate professor of civil engineering at St. Louis University. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for having us. And we're also joined by Rachel Rimmerman. She's the administrative director of the Water Institute. Rachel, welcome. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much. We're excited to be here this afternoon. So, Amanda, I want to start with you. I understand the plans for this were first dreamed up back in 2017. What put the idea of a Water Institute on your mind at that point? Yeah, so... um, The Water Institute was really formed as part of a big ideas competition that uh, the university had really to identify um, university-wide research priorities. Um, Prior to the big ideas competition, we had a number of really exceptional faculty doing water-related research, and several of them were already doing collaborative projects. Uh, We kind of came up with the idea for the Water Institute to leverage even um, our expertise even more towards the collaborative efforts and and provide more important advancements in the water um, field. So with this big ideas competition, you had to persuade um, people within the university, hey, this is worth putting even more resources into. Let's let's make this a focus. Absolutely. It was a long process. And um, But yeah, there was a a lot of work went into this and a lot of faculty members um, helped with this, getting us to this point. So Rachel, that was about three years ago when this was first sort of pitched. Um, When did everything start coming together of, okay, like here's our plan and yes, I'm going to be the administrative director. This is a, a pretty new development here. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, this has been in the works for about two and a half or three years among Amanda and um, several other faculty and staff and folks at SLU. Um, And really around December, January is when everything started to really coalesce. Um, And I came on the team in April as the administrative director. And then uh, we officially publicly launched at the end of June. So we're really just hitting the ground running. So that's some tough timing. I feel like everybody right now is putting the pause on things. <laughs> Nobody has bandwidth to take on anything else. Was there any question of, hey, do we move forward with this in light of everything going on in the world? Yeah, we did um, pause for a little bit. As with many things, our initial plans shifted a bit uh, with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, We had hoped to do a public launch event uh, in conjunction with the research symposium in the spring, but obviously that got put on hold. So we kind of waited for a little bit to see how things progressed and then decided um, to move forward with a virtual launch so that we could um, really start moving forward. Um, And, you know, as I'm sure you know, and many of our listeners, St. Louis University is working on the forefront of the uh, COVID-19 vaccine and treatment um, investigations as well. But um, we also recognize that water is a huge issue um, that is that will be ongoing that we need to also start um, or not really start, but continue paying attention to. And so we really wanted to um, be able to 
start moving forward with things. So, um, yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't just say, oh, we're all focused on this virus. Let's just not worry about water. Like, water is always going to be with us, right? <laughs> it's always going to be yeah, an issue. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, water is just so fundamental that it also plays a role in how we respond to this pandemic. And so um, it's really connected to all of the different critical issues that are going on in our world today. So, as you said, water is such a big issue. Um, it almost is hard to figure out what is not impacted by water or what does not involve water. Water. So you guys could really take this institute in any number of ways. But Amanda, I understand that uh, there's going to be three major focuses. Walk us through what those will be. Uh, yeah, so you're right there. The plan is to have three major focuses. So the first one is developing clean water access at home and in developing uh, in the developing world. Uh, protecting aquatic ecosystems. And the third one is improving water infrastructure to address key needs for our communities. And this includes things like securing water supplies and reducing impacts of water-related natural disasters. Now, I know you guys are still really new, but um, I understand you already have some projects underway, which is super exciting. Rachel, can you give us an example? What's a project that's, that's focused on the infrastructure side of things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would actually hand that back to Amanda. That's more her area of expertise to uh, dive into a little bit. Yeah, Amanda, let's have you take that one. Yeah, so uh, a very new project that I've been working on is with the Missouri Department of Transportation. And um, it's a collaborative project between a couple of the investigators in our institute. And we're looking at um, the stability of bridges that go over rivers and, and really um, their foundations and, and how they connect to the bottom of the river what you have issues um, sometimes when the flow goes around uh, these bridges, they'll erode material at the base, hmm. um, at the foundation of these bridges. And in some cases, that can cause instability or bridge failure. And in fact, um, erosion and what we call uh, pier scour is one of the leading causes of bridge failure um, around the world and definitely in our country. And so we're working with them to um, evaluate a handful of bridges in, um, in our state of Missouri. Hmm. That sounds like very important work. Uh, what about this idea of the aquatic ecology? What's, what's a project that's focused on that? Yeah, so um, I have a, a couple of them that highlight that, but um, one is by uh, Dr. Liz Hasenmuller. She's uh, Associate Director of the Water Institute. Um, and, and this project, uh, she's looking at the origin and the amount of microplastics that are flowing into our local rivers and groundwater systems. So. Microplastics are typically about uh, particles that are less than five millimeters in diameter. And we know that these can cause significant harm to aquatic life mm -hmm. when um, organisms become entangled in them or consume them. Um, and also, because they're made of the synthetic compounds, they can leach toxic chemicals that adversely affect human health and, of course, the environment. So that's an important work that she's doing related to the environment. Hmm. Now, these issues of social justice, this seems like something that it kind of touches on everything. Do you have projects that are specifically focused on that? Yeah, yeah I'll let Rachel uh, answer this one. Yeah. Yeah, so right now, um, there are a couple of different things going on. First, uh, we have faculty and staff, myself included, um, who work with student organizations who are very involved in this. So we have Billikens for Clean Water, as well as a student chapter of Engineers Without Borders at St. Louis University, who are super involved, motivated students, very passionate about clean water. So we're 
working with them on um, a number of um, projects and issues both within the United States as well as uh, internationally. Um, and one research project in particular is being led by Dr. Craig Adams and that's looking at treatment technologies for household drinking water. So in areas of the world where there is not a centralized water system bringing water through pipes to people's homes, um, a lot of uh, households will use filtration and disinfection technologies, um, household filters, things like that in order to have clean drinking water. Um, but a lot of times we have found and various others working in the field I'm sure would have similar uh, experiences finding that some of these technologies work better than others, some work for a certain amount of time and then stop working, um, some over time end up producing dirtier water than what's going in. Hmm. And so the goal of this study is really to analyze um, the water quality going in and coming out of these different technologies, figure out which ones work best, um, figure out which ones fail and why they fail and how we can prevent them from failing with the ultimate goal of having stronger um, educational initiatives around implementing these different technologies in communities around the world so that people really can have clean drinking water and be um, be able to really provide that to their families. Hmm. Well, it's clear from hearing you guys discuss uh, these these projects, these, there's such a wide range of things you're dealing with, and you're working with people across so many different disciplines and, and schools. Rachel, I'm wondering what kind of challenges come with that? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I think with uh, any organization that is working uh, across so many different um, areas and departments and schools and colleges, I think the biggest challenge is time. Everyone is so busy and we're so um, passionately involved in everything that we're doing that, um, you know, we just need more time to do more things and get more done. Um, but the great thing about it is that all of the folks that we've been working with, um, whether they're our faculty investigators, our students, our staff, our administrators, everyone is just so excited about um, the Institute, so passionate about these issues and coming at it with their own area of expertise that we've actually had um, just a lot of great uh, conversations and initial collaborations that I think it's, it's going to be really exciting. So you feel like you're off to a good start. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wanted to chime in a little bit on that as well. What we found a major challenge for collaboration is that we all, all um, in different departments and different buildings have different laboratory spaces throughout the university. And um, one of the great things for the Water Institute is that we were um, given space in the new interdisciplinary science and engineering building at St. Louis University. So this um, uh, collaborative lab space and student space and space for faculty will bring us together. Um, we, we, we find that when we do get together, we have a lot of really great collaborative ideas. We just don't see each other very frequently. And this is really going to leverage that and um, give us momentum to continue working on collaborative efforts. Hmm. So is that sort of talking across disciplines, that's what makes it challenging. But it sounds like that's really the secret to where this could j just take off. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the the complexity around these issues involves so many different disciplines that um, you know to really 
have a meaningful critical impact, you've got to bring all of these factors together. Hmm. Now, Amanda, I know you have a five-year plan. And while it's very hard to make plans for anything right now, the whole world just seems like you just can't even plan a week ahead without everything changing. But where do you hope the Water Institute will be in 2025? Yeah, so we're really hoping to be uh, nationally recognized as a leading water research institute in the Midwest. So that's kind of a, a key component. We also want to serve as a regional hub for our community here. Um, there's a lot of water-related activities and stakeholders. Uh, we want to be able to serve as a source of expertise for our communities. Um, other things that we'd like to see in the next five years is we're, we're planning to um, attract uh, more experts to SLU in different fields and, and broaden um, the breadth of the Water Institute hmm. and, and increase our regional expertise. And then finally, our students. We, we hope to attract some exceptional students and, and train the next generation of water professionals. So even if somebody's an undergrad, this could well fit into to their plans here. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the elective courses that we have that span the different water areas and the different disciplines um, provide a, an a, a exceptional educational opportunity for students to get this interdisciplinary education. Well, it's really exciting to hear about, and it, it sounds like there is so much you can do with this institute, and um, I think we all wish you well as you try to figure out how to grapple with this with really important substance. So, Amanda Cox, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having us. And Rachel Rimmerman, thank you. Thanks so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.